Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. First Corinthians chapter 2. Would you begin in verse 9 as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. I want you to read this with me and follow my read. Are you ready? Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of, call your name, the things which God has prepared for, call your name, because I love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we might know the things which have been freely given to us by God. I have a question for you today. Are you living out of your spirit, or are you living out of your soul? Are you living out of your spirit, or are you living out of your soul? Your spirit in Scripture is the Greek word cardia, also translated heart. It is that center of your life. It is where you have living contact with God who is spirit. And to worship Him, you must worship Him in spirit. And in truth, the word is also in the Greek pneuma. It is the breath, the very life of God. When God created Adam and Eve, he breathed into him and and to Eve his life, his pneuma, his breath. And their spirit became alive. The Bible says, and they became a living soul. Your soul consists of your mind, what you process and think with. Your will, your volition, how you decide, how you make choices. And your emotions, how you are affected by how you feel. Your mind, your will, and your emotion are suke in the Bible, Greek. The, the, the word has to do with your mind, your will, and your emotion. But God never designed us to live with our console, uh, our control center being our mind, our will, or our emotions. He designed us to live with our spirit man being the control center, how we live, how we operate. It is out of our cardia, our spirit. It is out of the spirit where we receive life, but we have got to learn to walk 
by that spirit man or else we will be controlled even as Christians by our mind. How many of you know that if you're controlled by your mind, you are subject to confusion and frustration? How many of you know that if your mind is the dominant player in your inner man, then there will be a, a response of your emotion uh, based on what you see and feel called fear. And it is dominating. It is wor- full of worry. And y- y- if you're not operating out of your spirit man, you see, your spirit man is reborn by the very life of Jesus if you're a believer. Jesus said that you come into the kingdom by being born again. When you by faith trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your only security in your salvation, the Holy Spirit comes to live in your human spirit. Your human spirit exists, but it is not turned on. It is unplugged. Until you receive Jesus, the Holy Spirit is devoid of living on the inside of you. But when you receive Christ, the Holy Spirit comes and gives life into your inner man. Jesus said, John 6, 63, that the flesh profits nothing. It is the Spirit that gives life. And (laughs) the truth of the matter is that many of us who've been born again for years and years and years have never learned how to live out of our spirit man where we're being reborn. Did you know that your spirit is not confused today? Your spirit is not afraid of anything today. Your spirit is full of wisdom. The mind of Christ indwells you as a believer. In your spirit, man, there is all the wisdom you need. There is peace there. In your spirit, man, there is faith. In your spirit, man, there is joy and gentleness and all the fruits of the spirit. Right now, in your spirit, man, there is unconditional love that will change everything. There is nothing Nothing that the love of God can't heal. There is nothing that the love of God can't turn around and change. The love of God is the most powerful force there is. We are praying and crying out, oh God, give us greater revelation. But understand this, the love of God is already in your spirit. Romans 5, 8, the love of God has been poured out in your spirit, your heart, by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, when he came to live in your inner man, has granted you all the love of God already on the inside of you. The problem with most of us is we are not accessing what has already been placed in our spirit man. We live out of our soul. We are responding to the needs and desires of our body, what we see and hear and touch and taste and smell. We we, we are not learning to live in light of all the things that the Spirit has given us. You say, well, Pastor, 
If the Holy, if I have all of that available to me, already deposited on the inside of me, why do I not seem to access or live in that realm? But you see, God has so designed it that the Holy Spirit living in our human spirit is activated by something called faith. Now buckle your seatbelt here just a minute. Faith comes by hearing what? Say it again. Faith comes by and hearing by what? Listen, we don't operate out of our spirit because we don't access that which is of, let me put it like this. When Jesus said, the words that I speak to you are spirit and life, you know what he was saying? The words that I speak to you are the very raw material that life is made out of. The very raw material that the spirit of life is made up of is the same raw material that produces faith. Faith comes by what? Hearing what? Jesus said, the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and life. The same raw material that makes up the life of the Holy Spirit in you is the same raw material that is in the Word of God. It is the Word of God. The Word spoken by God that activates your spirit man. Your spirit man responds to that raw material that flows out of the mouth of God. So we can have in our spirit man all the resources of God, the love of God, the wisdom of God, and all the fruits of the spirit, but not connect with them if we neglect and choose to ignore the word of God. Praise and worship and thanksgiving and prayer stimulate the Holy Spirit in your human spirit. Let me put it like this. Your spirit man is activated by praise and worship. The Lord inhabits the praises of his people. Well, is he life or what? Is he life? He inhabits the praise. When you get into a place of private and corporate worship, when you, you are exercising your spirit, man, when you get into a place where you're giving praise and honor and worship and thanksgiving to the Lord. Are y'all listening to me? It is essential for you to succeed as a believer that you get into private and corporate worship. It is essential. It's what activates and stimulates your spirit man. It's also why, if you have not been active in your spirit man, it's also why sometimes you will come into a gathering of praise and worship, and at first you will feel uncomfortable. Why is that? Because your mind's in control. Your mind will fight against the Holy Spirit being in control. See, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. 
And sometimes your mind don't want anything that gets outside your comfort zone. But when you get into worship and you haven't been there for a while, the Holy Spirit begins to call you in to a realm that you hadn't been in a while and your mind will put the brakes on. And you'll begin to feel uncomfortable and begin to make excuses or why, you know, I'm not really into that. Listen, if you are not into praise and worship, your spirit man is not going to function the way God has designed it for you to function, and you will not be successful in walking in his spirit. It won't happen. The spirit on the inside of us is activated by the word of God. It is stimulated by praise and worship and thanksgiving and prayer and the word and 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 it is absolutely absolutely connected with by the unconditional love of God there is no substitute for the love of God oh god give us greater revelation that love has been poured out in our hearts help us to get it yes we are wired According to 1 Thessalonians 5.23, we are wired with a body. That's the suit we wear on this earth. We're wired with a soul, mind, will, and emotions. And we are wired with a spirit that, we, that has to be reborn. You see, let me just put it like this. You see this box right here? I've used a box for many years and I had not found anything better. Did you know that something's going on right now in the atmosphere of this room? No, oh, wait a minute now. How'd that guy get in here? How'd that guy get in here? Oh, he's here. Oh, wait a minute. Inside. This box is something called a receiver. And it can hear things that you can't hear with your natural ear. But you don't know that there's anything being said until you turn the power on. You've got a spirit man that'll work. It is inhabited by the Holy Spirit. But you've got to learn how to activate it for you to begin to learn how to walk by the Spirit and live your life out of the realm of the Spirit instead of your mind. You say, well, that's an elective. No, it's not. The Word says, walk. By the Spirit, and do not obey the lust and pull of the flesh. The Spirit. I want you to turn back to the left with me to John chapter 14. When Jesus was about to leave the disciples, he gave them and he gave us a promise of who the player is in our human spirit. We're to learn to live under the control and direction of the Holy Spirit with our mind, 
will and emotions, processing things under his control and direction in our body, being submitted as a living sacrifice on a daily basis. Everybody say it with me. My flesh is not going to get any better than it is today. It has to be crucified. It has to be placed in that position where Jesus put it on the cross. It has to be reckoned to be powerless over. So it's not going to get any better. Well, I can get more refined and I can do it. Your flesh is not going to get any better. It's still going to want the same things until we're delivered from this body where there is what Romans 7 calls indwelling sin. John 14, let's look at verse 16, Jesus saying, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. The word another there is the Greek word alas, and it means another of the same kind. Somebody who is distinct from me, but who is just like me. He will give you another just like me helper, parakletos, somebody who is called alongside to comfort and encourage and guide you. A parakletos was somebody who stood when there were, when there were races on the river in the boats, the parakletos stood on the side and encouraged those who were in the water in the race. But you see, this paraclete was a whole lot greater than the view of the early Greeks. Listen, keep reading. He, he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. He's not just out there encouraging. He lives on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit has come to bring life on the inside of you, and he is your comforter. He is your encourager. He is your guide and counselor. And he's just like Jesus. Don't be afraid or nervous about the Holy Spirit. He's just like Jesus. He never operates outside of the character of Jesus. Just as kind, just as gentle, just as loving, just as wise. He's just like Jesus. Notice that the word says that not only is he just like Jesus, but he lives on the inside of us. Now let's look down at verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Can I tell you something? The Holy Spirit never speaks incongruent with the word of Jesus. I've heard people say, well, the Holy Spirit told me to, and they will be talking about something outside the realm of the written word of God. That's insane. The Holy Spirit inspired, preserved the word. Why would he change his mind and say something different? The Holy Spirit always speaks in line with the words 
of Jesus. And you know one of the wonderful things when we learn to live and walk and listen to the Holy Spirit, he will remind you of the things, notice, that I have said to you. Are you guys like me? Do you need reminding about a lot of things? Those of you who are teachers, whatever you do, don't make the fatal mistake of thinking that if you say something once, everybody's got it. We have to be reminded over and over and over and over again. And if we forget the things that are basic and fundamental, we won't win. Remember, the Holy Spirit will remind you of what Jesus is saying. Let's look at chapter 15 in verse 26. Chapter 15, just turn a page. But when the Helper, the Holy Spirit comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. The Holy Spirit is going to bear witness of Jesus. It's going to be about Jesus. And notice, what did Jesus say? I am the way, the what? The Holy Spirit will tell you the truth. I don't know about you, sometimes I don't think I want to know the truth, but the good thing about the Spirit of God is He will always tell you the truth. Look at chapter 16. Verse 7, talking about the helper, the paraclete, the one who lives on the inside of you. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, because if I don't go away, the helper won't come. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. How many of you know you don't have to convict somebody of their sin? How many know that it's not up to you to try to change somebody else? How many of you know you are not the standard of righteousness for the world? How many of you know that the Holy Spirit will bear witness of his own righteousness, the righteousness of Jesus, and he will, be, he will convict the world's sin, righteousness, and judgment of sin because they do not believe in me. How many of you know the heart of all sin is unbelief? Any sin that I have found myself in has a root of unbelief. It is because I have failed or refused to believe something that God has said. The heart of all my sin is a refusal or a negligence to believe something God has told me. That's the heart. It's the root of all my sin. So if I'm out there worrying and being full of fear, I have refused to believe that Jesus said, cast all your cares on me. Do not be anxious about anything, but instead in everything by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto me, and the peace of God will guard your heart and mind. So if I'm out there in worry and in fear, I am refusing to believe he's telling me the truth. If I'm constantly giving a forecast of gloom and doom, it's because I am not connecting with what the Word of God says, that, that there are plans that my Father has for my well-being and not for calamity to give me a future and a hope. All of my sin has a root of unbelief, and the sooner we repent and confess that root, the better off we're going to be. 
The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. He convicts us of righteousness. How many of you know that there's not but one perfect standard, and that's Jesus? Religion is so full of poison because it has all these degrees of self-righteousness. If you do this, you have this level. If you do that, you have that level. If you do this, you have another level. If you do that, what a poison. There's only one who is totally righteous, and that is our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only standard of perfect righteousness. Thank God he's full of love and forgiveness. Notice he says the Holy Spirit will also convict of judgment. Why? Because you're so bad and you're going to suffer? No. The judgment is because the ruler of this world is judged. Not you. You were judged at the cross. The ruler of this world, the enemy, the devil, has been judged. God has decided that he will not prevail. And he has given us the power through the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Holy Spirit living in us to break the power and the agenda of the enemy over us. The ruler of this world has been judged. The ruler of this world has been judged. And the Holy Spirit is going to bear witness not only of our sin, but the righteousness of Jesus and that the ruler of the... Is the Holy Spirit been convicting you recently that the ruler of this world is judged or are you still feeling like you're condemned and ashamed? The ruler of this world and his agenda towards you will not prevail. God has seen to it. The ruler of this world at the cross has been exposed. And according to what we read recently in Colossians 3 that and Colossians 2, that God has disarmed all the evidence he had against us by the blood of the cross. So here's a question for you again. Are you living out of your spirit or are you living out of your soul? Your soul is to be in line and under the obedience of the Spirit. But the problem with most of us is we interpret what we see and touch and taste and smell in the physical, and we interpret what we see and hear through media and through other people, and we begin in our own mind without even realizing it to make automatic assumptions, and we begin to project out of our own mind a result that we don't want to happen. And out of our own mind, we begin to wrestle to the ground every circumstance that comes instead of committing every issue over to the hands of God and asking by faith for the hand of God to get involved. Let me tell you something. It is prayer that moves heaven and earth. Everybody say it with me. If I would pray with all the energy that I use to worry, my life would be changed. You just told yourself the truth now, you know. Learn to live. Well, pastor, how do I do that? Start where you are. 
The wonderful thing about the Lord is He will take us right where we are. Lord, I want to learn how to live by Your Spirit. I thank You that You are alive in me, and I want to begin to accept. Remember, I begin to stimulate the Spirit man. The Holy Spirit in me begins to rise up on the inside of me as I get into a position of prayer and praise and worship and thanksgiving. When I begin to connect with the love of God and to speak those words out of my own mouth in line with the Word of God. When I begin to get that Word, when I begin to hide it in my heart, and the Word of God begins, that raw material begins to act absolutely connect with the life of the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. I begin to see things, and I begin to step out and get out of this place of boredom, and I begin to lay hold of things in the realm of the Spirit that I can't see with my eye yet, but I know in my spirit, man, that God is drawing me and pulling me to see. Out of my, out of my mind, into my spirit. You say, I don't know, that's a hard word. Well, it's time for us to grow up out of the simple little things and learn to, to passionately seek the things of the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit at work. And I want to close with one quick look again at 1 Corinthians 2, where we started. I want to show you something there. These things that eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man, the things God has prepared for those who love him. Oh my. Do you love him? See, a lot of people think, well, he's just talking about heaven. Well, heaven's going to be magnificent and wonderful. But notice verse 10 says, God has revealed them. He has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, the deep things of God. What man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him. Can I tell you something? Right now, in your spirit, man, are all those answers you are desperately seeking for. Right now, in your spirit, man, are all the, the answers to that which brings confusion and frustration. Right now, in your spirit, man, is all the resources that you're going to need to successfully navigate any waters of life that you're in or ever will be in. Right now, in your spirit, man, there dwells the wisdom and the love and the very power of God himself. He didn't leave any of that out when he came to indwell you. Right now, in your spirit, man, so I want you to go on a journey with me and to decide today and every day, Lord, I want to learn to live out of my spirit. I want to learn to submit every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. I want to learn how to access all the resources that you've already placed on the inside of me. I want to learn to know you in your fullness, to trust you. I want to take another step of learning to see my spirit man activated by faith, which comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. I want to know more of the wisdom and mind and peace that is already poured out in my heart by the Spirit of God. 
Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Would you ask the Lord to enable you by His grace to start the journey of learning to live out of your spirit? And Lord, correct us quickly. Correct me quickly. When I begin to discover that my mind, my emotions, my will have gotten the dominant word over the voice of the Holy Spirit. When aggravation and anger, when competition and jealousy, when greed and fear and all those things that can arise in the realm of the mind, that can stir up the emotions and affect the will. Show me quickly to learn to submit to the mind of the Spirit. Teach us to war by the power of the Spirit. Recognizing that the prince of this world has been judged. That we're to proclaim the victory already won through the blood of Jesus and the resurrection of the Lamb. Oh Lord, we want to know you. We want to know you more. To see you more clearly. To love you more dearly. Oh, we want to know. Lord, take us on that journey. Holy Spirit, do a mighty work in this church. Bring us to greater revelation of the love of God, the wisdom of God, and greater unity. I bless these, your sheep, Lord, in your precious and holy name. Keep them. Fill them with your joy. Keep them from the evil one. Sanctify them in the truth. Fill them with the knowledge of your love, and the knowledge of your will. Go ahead of them. Encourage them, Lord, where they're weary. Touch them in those weary places in their inner man. Give them increase, spirit, soul, and body, financially and relationally. In the precious and holy name of Jesus. And all the people said, amen and amen. Well, I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for being here today. Go with God. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.